Packers Daily with Jason Martinez. All right, here it is, the Sunday, October 17th edition of Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez, our first Sunday edition in a long time. Uh, feels good to be back doing seven days a week. Flyers back in action tomorrow against the Seattle Kraken. But to talk about game one of the season and some other NHL storylines, we bring in the man right now from NHL.com, from PhiladelphiaFlyers.com, and HockeyBuzz.com. It is Bill Meltzer. Bill, how you doing? I am doing well. You know, it's... Uh... It's good to have the season underway and just remember, you know, everybody, it's a, it's a marathon. So, uh, you know, it's not, not a football season. There, there's going to be, uh, going to be ups and downs. So. Yeah. And you know, it's funny because it's not just the NHL for you. I mean, you're watching the, every Phantoms game, you're watching as much CHL and overseas. I mean, uh, Bill Meltzer never sleeps it, the games all the time, whether you're streaming them, watching them live, whatever it is, uh, there's a lot of hockey to consume. Do you feel like you've got your calluses built up already and you're back into that rhythm of it? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it was, it's, uh, you know, the hard part is when the games overlap. So you have, uh, you know, one stream going and then you'll have somebody else's internet radio going and you have the stream on mute and, you know, they'll scream, you know, the, the voice will go up, the inflection will go up on, on the uh, radio stream. You're watching the, Oh yeah, there's there's two different games going on. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the commitment to put in to to get as much knowledge as you can on all these players. Uh, I want to talk to you about game one because, like you mentioned, it is it is a marathon. It's not a sprint, and we, especially in the beginning of a season, we tend to analyze things under a uh, more focused microscope than we do in the middle of a season. I, I remember talking about this. I think you and I talked about it last year. Had Carter Hart struggled right out of the gate last year. It would have been a different dynamic than when you struggle in the middle of a season. If you have a, a period of seven games where you go pointless as a forward in January and February, it's part of the season. But if you start out a season like that, people yeah. feel as it's, it's more detrimental when, when in fact it's not. But it's just the notion that we have is how we start. And I want to start with how the game started uh, against the Canucks, because I thought the first period what was exactly what they were looking for and a lot of the changes they made. They dictated the action in that first period, owned the puck, owned the scoring chances. The stuff they gave up was limited and to the outside. I thought they played a pretty flawless first period and came out of it with a one nothing lead. Yeah, and uh, yeah, for sure. You know, they, they forechecked very aggressively, two men up ice. Um, I don't, I don't think the Canucks, whatever pre-scouts they had were prepared for it to be as aggressive as it was. And they set a physical tone too. Yeah. A lot of times, if you have a lot more hits on the other sides, cause they have the puck, as soon as, as soon as, uh, you know, as soon as Vancouver got the puck, players are knocking him right off of it. You know, they were, they, they really dictated the pace. They, uh, they, they control the 50, 50 battles. They would chip pucks in and they would retrieve them cleanly. They got, they got good entries. They had good exits. You know, you, you could break down all the little elements of the game, and that first period was exactly what you want. You know, un unfortunately, they, they exited with only a one nothing lead, so Vancouver got to go back to the room, got to make some adjustments, and they got to say, you know, we're okay, guys. It's only one nothing here. You know, if you if you have a big first period, you know, then maybe it's a different complexion to the game. But, uh, yeah, but, but in terms of how you would want to approach a star, we've talked about slow starts being being an issue. I mean, that, that opening 20 was – you couldn't have scripted it any better except for maybe another goal or two out of it. 
Yeah, and I talked to Travis Konechny on the on the radio broadcast after the first, and, and he mentioned, you know, because I brought up the fact that the crowd is there now, and you're feeding off it. And he brought he brought up how great it was to have that element back. But sometimes what you can do in that too is you you become a pleaser, and you can try and do too much. But they really played within themselves in that uh, in that first period. And you're right, Vancouver goes to the room. They go, man, we really got outplayed. They're not idiots. They know. But they go, guys, we're only down one nothing here. Let's have some pushback here in the second period. And they did. And and the pushback it, in the second period is, you know, one for me, Bill, where, you know, the game's about momentum. It's about getting momentum, keeping it as long as you can. When you lose it, get it back. And the Flyers didn't have an answer for getting it back. Vancouver did a much better job of possessing the puck and, you know, establishing a forecheck and, you know, creating second chance opportunities in the zone. But the Flyers didn't have an answer for it. And, you know, they capitalized. They scored the four goals in the second period. But what did you see that, you know, the Flyers weren't able to do to really slow them down? Because Vancouver is a skilled and speedy team. Yeah, and, and listen, there was a uh, – we saw the good side to the aggressive forecheck in the first period. The downside is if they beat your forecheck, they have a lot of room to get up ice. That's the 2-1-2 two, uh, two in a nutshell. Yeah, and – uh you know, they are a speedy team. If you, if you look at the sequence leading up to the first goal, Flyers had two guys in deep forechecking in the uh, – it was Ekman Larson. It was, it was pairing with uh, Myers, but they both got assists on it. They beat the forecheck. And then, yep. then Konechny tries a, a poke check in uh, the neutral zone. He misses on it. And now all of a sudden they're, they're gaining the blue line with speed. And uh, that resulted in a goal. And then, you know, after that, I mean, uh, they were able to either back guys in uh, so they were able to get clean entries in the flyer zone or they were, you know, I mean, they, they started dictating the pace, you know, of course they, it's a one, one game. And then the uh, flyers got themselves into penalty trouble. I mean, the three penalties there, the high stick by Konechny was clear cut penalty that had to be called. Yep. Um, and then there were two, ob- you know, two automatic ones were a puck yeah. over the glass and then too many men penalty. That's just shooting yourself in the foot, particularly when you, You've been struggling to kill penalties last season, the preseason. You know they didn't they didn't uh, raise a lot of they didn't raise a lot of confidence that that issue's settled quite yet. On the flip side, you know I'll, I'll give you a positive here um, that that play that uh, Atkinson started that was on the front end before it became a five on three, where he forced a turnover of the blue line and uh, yeah. he passed. Now Nate Thompson is not the guy who's going to finish a lot of those, but that that was just a great. A great, uh, a great play and creating transition. So there is a little bit of a, a promise in there. And actually, somebody in the press box raised, you know, you know, if, uh, if and I don't think they're going to switch their pairings up quite yet. But if that would have been Scott Lawton with uh, with Atkinson. Maybe that's a shorthanded goal there. So uh, yeah. you know, but I mean, you know, you, you give up, you give up a, a second goal quickly after the first one. You put yourself down two men. And next, you know, next thing you know, you're you're down two goals. Quick swing like that, and that's that's uh, that's a little hard to pull yourself out of. Yeah, it's interesting too because, like, you know, when the other team already has momentum, and then you have the self-inflicted wounds of the high stick, puck over glass, and too many men on the ice. It's almost like that couldn't have happened at a worse time. And it was an opportunity for them, though. Okay, if we can kill this, then we maybe we can reverse momentum 
but it didn't work that way. Uh, the penalty kill bill still needs work. They have, for the most part, the full complement of what they're going to have for the time being without Kevin Hayes. And Ristolina wasn't obviously available as well. Uh, but overall, again, for me, it was just a little bit too much sitting back. The only guy they seemed to want to throw pressure um, at a power play with was Sean Couturier. And unless he was out there, that wasn't happening. Yeah. Yeah, exactly right. And, uh, you know, they, I mean, they, they've tried a few different things up ice, but the, you know, once the other team gets entry, you know, you, it's, it's too easy. It's too easy to get through the box. You know, on a two-man disadvantage, you're obviously you're in a more desperate situation. But, uh, you know, even, even the kill that they got through to the start of the third period, you know, Vancouver moved the puck well. And uh, that was two minutes to start the third period, and they were already, you know, already back in their heels a little bit. You know, some, something else too, Jason. That of course, the, it's the timing of goals a lot of times. Yeah. You know, we look we look at Atkinson's goal, and uh, you know, you're you're back within one. It's three to two. The crowd is rocking. You have a two on one opportunity that was Lawton and uh, Lindblom. And I don't I don't quite know what happened. The, the misconnections there. Maybe the you know, maybe the pass jumped up on its edge after after Lawton saucered it over the defenseman. Maybe uh, Lindbaum just whiffed on it. I didn't get a second look at it. Um, but I mean, that you know, that's a great opportunity to tie it. But but still, I mean, the you know, you're pressuring. You feel like you're you're knocking on the door, and then that fourth goal just let all the air out of the balloon. Yeah, and then you couple that. You know, you mentioned we talked about the first goal, the Pod Colson goal. I did a huge breakdown on it. Um, and then also you look at the five on three goal. I mean, Hart really would have preferred had that tip attempt gone to the to the outside of his pad instead of the middle of his body. Control that rebound a lot better, but yeah. because it becomes a, you know kind of gets tipped into the middle, which was is not what the player is really even trying to do. Um, it, it ends up being advantageous to them. But then that fourth goal, the J, is a weird goal. As, as the puck goes up against the post, I don't think Hart was expecting it, Bill, because he didn't go to into VH. He wasn't in an RVH. And as he jams the puck against the, the skate there on the side of the net, first of all, the ref's on the other side, and he's got his hand to his mouth like he's going to blow it because he loses sight of it. But yeah. he doesn't blow it dead. And then eventually it's able to be pushed over the goal line because Hart, you, you, you can't get down to cover it because there's a fear that if I move in a certain way, I'm going to knock it in. And if you you know lean over to do that, you could very well put it in the net. Uh, first, my initial reaction was I was surprised they didn't blow it dead because he's because he lost sight of it. But yeah. all in all, that's not a good goal because it didn't look like Hart was ready off of the dead angle shot. No, he he, he didn't, and he didn't because he. I mean, Hart didn't know where it was. Um, yeah, came off the post a little bit, and he he looked he looked in the other direction actually to see if the puck maybe was on the other side. You know, um, and then Miller just kind of jams jams it through his skate there. You know, it, it was it was a funky looking goal. I mean, it was a fluky goal. Um, you know, I it, and I thought too it was about to be blown dead, and then uh, Vancouver would have had quite a gripe there because it was you know it wasn't frozen. So uh, you know, it it was just just a strange play, but a, it, you know the timing could not have been any worse. Yeah. And if he's down in RVH there, that's a simple play. It hits off his pad and it lays right in front of him. You cover it. And, I mean, and then the other goal, I mean, the other kind of quirky goal is the one that 
uh, what was it, Pedersen scored, I guess, that hits off Provorov's leg off the end boards and then, yeah. you know, off the back of Carter's uh, leg as he's drifting back to his post. Uh, some weird goals in the game, some some strange happenstance. I mean, it kind of happened to, to Thatcher Demko, too, right on the first goal, uh, on the yeah. Farabee goal. Yeah, that's it, the, the pinball in. Defenseman. Yeah, yeah. And, and there's just nothing you can do about that. Uh, overall, though, Carter, I thought, rebounded after that second period and played a really good third and played a really good overtime. Yeah, he, he played a fantastic overtime. I mean, that was yeah. He had six saves. You know, none of them none of them easy. Several of them pretty difficult. And I thought I thought he got better and better as the third period went along too. He wasn't early on in the third period. He wasn't necessarily clean on a lot of his saves. You know, he had to. Uh, you know, they, they would kind of drop here or there, and, he, and he'd cover them. You know, that he probably could have handled cleanly. But I mean, he did deaden a lot of them, so he wasn't he wasn't off angle or anything. He just wasn't. You know, he just wasn't uh, stopping it on the. And I mean, they didn't, they didn't become anything dangerous, but he ended up seeing a lot of rubber in that third period. Yeah. And uh, I thought he made a couple of pretty difficult chances look easy, which is where, you know, Carter Hart's on his game. So, you know, and, and I thought, uh, you know, really he was a big reason why the Flyers were even still down two going to those late minutes because the Flyers really didn't, didn't generate positive shifts. They didn't have any prolonged possessions. They weren't cycling. They weren't, uh, you know, let alone scoring chances, they were they were defending a lot more than they were attacking in that third period until the and final really, three minutes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. I mean, Vancouver looked like they were in total command until the careless high sticking penalty by Ekman Larson, and then that opened the door, and then we saw what happened after that. Yeah, well, it was great to see Travis Konechny. He draws the penalty, and then to cash in on it. That that's yeah. a, I think that's a really you know, a goal is a goal. It was a goal that got them within one, but from from a bigger perspective of than the game, more of the season for him to get one in the game in the opening night, I think was really big. And then let's talk about the play, uh, you know, six on five after the penalty that yeah. Claude Giroux draws up. And, I mean, he's out there like a maestro and, a, and an orchestra, and he's conducting on the fly. You see him wave his stick, point it towards yeah. the end boards yeah, as Couturier gets the puck. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, what a pass by Couturier. Called bank, good bank shot, and Claude just buries it. He's got a lot of he's options there. And, and tight, and tight angle, too. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, uh, you know, that, that's a tough angle to score that from, and he's absolutely buried in the net. That was That was unbelievable sequence you know it, uh, to see how he conducted it like you know yeah, by yeah. pointing it out is yeah he it, actually it, he questioned yeah, his yeah, skills yeah. Oof. exactly exactly and Katoria to get it to him I mean Katoria assisted actually both on the uh, on the two of them but that was spectacular that, that whole sequence was Giroud was spectacular the vibe in the building when it happened um yeah it felt like it was back for real for real at that point didn't it it did. It did. And, uh, you know, I'll also point out one thing in overtime because Vancouver dominated most of the overtime, but there was one sequence with Atkinson where, where the seas parted and yeah. he almost scored. And he, it would just would have brought the house down. He would have scored on that backhander there. I mean, yeah. the crowd was rocking. It was, it, it was great to see. I mean, it was, it, it like felt, it felt like so long and that was, it was really pretty cool. Yeah, it's why I gave the number one star of the game the fans because they were just awesome in there all night. And it was like, wow, man, we got so many more of these. This is great to have back. There's such a vibe to it. Um, let me ask you real quick about usage because Elaine Vigneault, we know he's a guy um, 
that likes predictability in what he puts on the ice. And he's a guy that likes to roll four lines. Yeah. Uh, for my liking, he didn't shorten the bench maybe enough or early enough in this game. I, I yeah. would have liked to seen him roll some guys that I thought had their, that had really had a lot of jump a little bit earlier than he did. I completely agree. Yeah. He, for really a little more than half the third period, you're down by two. And I would yeah. have liked to have seen, yeah, I would have liked to have seen him go with the, just the guys that were, going last night you know um yeah, i saw he had nate thompson in that line out there and i'm going with like seven minutes left and i'm yeah. going why i don't get this like i don't understand this usage right now no i i agree and it, it wasn't you know it wasn't like somebody else has been you know like you you really needed a breather shift for your guys mm -hmm. i thought that you know i really thought that was an opportunity to shorten the bench maybe double shift a guy i i don't i don't know but uh you know, maybe you get somebody else out there. I don't know, get one of your wingers out there. I, I don't know. I, I agree with you. To me, you know, you're, I don't want to say throwing away 35, 40 seconds, but you're you're hoping you don't get scored on there and you get your, you know, you get your uh, top of the line back up there. But it, I don't know. I mean, that that's just the way AV uses players. So it's, uh, you know, it, it's it, it just par for the course. But I kind of second-guessed that a little bit too last night. Actually, I think I put it in the... Uh, I put on the post game thing too. Yeah. I mean, is that something where, you know, coaching, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of things. Yeah. There's got to be an awareness though, of that time in place for me. Cause like you said, I mean, yeah, yeah. That line can go out and score a goal, but the percentage chance is so far less than it is if you put it out or at least some combination with members of that line. If you want to get, you know, Lawton on the ice and, and get your out there and double shift them, then I'm all good with that, you know, find a way to do it. Yeah. Um, but to just roll, I thought at that time was, was very curious to me. I, I was wondering if that stuck out to you as well. Yeah, so, for sure. I, I mean, I just think that the, every point that's out there is an opportunity. And, and, and after last year, I think you can't take any opportunity for granted. And a lot of teams in this league, like you can come back in games. We saw it last night to get a point out of the game. There's there's opportunity there. It, it was it was flipping the script. You know, Vancouver lost in a shootout to Edmonton in their first game. Yeah, and it was the reverse. I mean, Vancouver was down by two late. They get one. They get another. Next thing you know, it's the you know it's an overtime. In 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 the NHL, that really that really does happen. I mean, that old that old thing about the two goal lead being the most dangerous lead. You know, I don't. That's not statistically true, but I but it just feels that way sometimes. Yeah, there's a complacency that comes when you have two for some reason. Yeah, yeah. it's the worst lead in sports this day. Well, um, the Kraken come in Monday, Bill, and, and I was told by a little birdie that ticket sales for the Kraken game were off the charts. Yeah. This is a Monday game, game two of a season, a Monday game in October against a team that didn't exist that long ago. And this is a huge game that people want to see. Is it the uniforms? Is it the, the new team? Is it, it? I can't imagine it's players that are on the team because I think that it's an underwhelming roster. There's no like Connor McDavid or yeah. crazy skilled player that I go. Oh, I gotta go watch that player play. Is it Dave Hackstall? Where's the hook here? I I, I do not know. I, I maybe it is the newness of the team. The first time you're you're playing them, I, I guess. You know, it's not. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't know. They don't have that that allure that the uh, the Golden Knights did, kind of right off the, right off. Just because of flurry. I mean, it yeah. was. You know, yeah, they don't even have exactly. that. Exactly. 
So I don't, I don't know what it is, but I mean, it, it's, uh, you know, I, 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 I do know that you're going to, you know, you, I do know you, you, you face a team that's unknown. You don't have scouting reports on them. There's, there's a lot of, I mean, it's just intriguing because there is that whole unknown factor. You don't, you don't kind of know exactly what to expect. I don't know how much of it, how much of it is that factor or, or, you know, like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I can't put my finger on, on why, but, uh, you know, but I do know, but I do know, you know, I do know that the more full the house, the more energy there is in the building. So that's, that's a good thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it, I'm sure everybody will welcome Dave Haxtell back and with the kindest of um, welcomes to fill back to Philadelphia and, you know, the the homestand will continue with Boston and uh, Florida to wrap it up before they head out to Edmonton in their first road trip. Let me ask you anything, any teams or any situation storylines or anything really pop into you around the league uh, in the Metro or just the league in general? Oh, I, I think that it's not a, it's not a real, not a real shocker. A lot of times, and, and there have been there's some been, been some really nice highlights so far in the season. Yeah, I, I think it's been a typical start to the season in a way that, uh, and it's, it's something else too. Where remember, it's a marathon and not a sprint. Most seasons, and you've seen a little bit here, you know, scoring tends to be higher early in the season. Yep. You know, uh, teams are for coaches gonna, ruin it. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Things things tighten up as we go along. Um, you know, a lot of physical games early on. Um, you know, you see the little bit of arms race with teams. Uh, you know, and, and it didn't surprise me that the uh, the Washington and Rangers, a lot of times that gets so hyped, you know. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't think it, it, it that, that met the expectation that some people had of it. But that doesn't surprise me. A lot of times when it gets built up like that, it, it ends up being, you know, not, uh, not quite as nasty. I mean, you know, it had its moments, but it wasn't uh, – it wasn't wasn't a war like the first meeting last year, um, you know. And there have been a couple suspensions already, so uh, it, it's uh, it's been an interesting start to the season. Um, you know, I think it'll I think it'll settle in as you get get a couple weeks in. But I wouldn't be surprised if there's for a few more weeks or some more high scoring games around the league until it settles to a more normal pace. Yeah, I mean, a couple things just from Saturday's action that stick out to me. Number one, the Panthers just threw everything at the Islanders. Islanders are 0-2. Panthers with a 5-1 win over Barry Trotz's team. That does not make him happy. Uh, and How about Buffalo? Buffalo? <laughs> yeah, and that's the other one. Buffalo right? with shootout win over the uh, Shane Goss' bear and the Coyotes. Yeah. They get a 2-1 win. They're 2-0 to start the season in the uh, – Granado era here as the full-time bench boss. So it's interesting, you know, and, you know, some teams like the Canadians, um, it's a little, little iffy there, right? Penguins yeah. though off to a good start and, you know, they, they end up, you know, running Tampa out of the building and then they put up another five spot uh, in game number two to do the Penguins. They're two Oh and one, they get the five, two win over uh, Mark Andre Fleury, but yeah, yeah. it's early and, and there'll be plenty of talking it, points for sure. It's, it, yeah, for sure. I, I think, and it's been, it's kind of been their history that, you know, when they have key guys out, you know, Crosby or Malkin to start the year, Malkin's going to be out a while. They seem to step up. You, you know, when you figure, oh, they're in trouble here. They're, you know, for whatever, you know, I mean, I, I don't know. They, I guess it's credit to them, but they, they seem to, and they didn't have Gensel there. So it was, you know, they, uh, you know, it, it's, uh, I guess, credit to them. But at a certain point, I you know I will hold to it that I still think the Penguins are a team on the way down. 
but they haven't started that way. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I and it, it, I think that too, but until it happens, maybe right. it's like a UFO until I see one. I don't believe in it. <laughs> no way. But we'll see what happens. Uh, Bill, this was great. Uh, thanks for the time uh, on a weekend night. Um, and Flyers will be back coming up tomorrow to take on Seattle. We'll bring everybody a preview of that as Dave Haxtell returns. In the meantime, everybody, enjoy your Sunday. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk to you on Monday's episode of Flyers Day. Yeah.